There was stillness. There was quiet. In absence of peace and tranquility, you answered to desire. In a world full of lonely hearts, try set your soul on fire. Hello, my name is Tuza, and this is Tuza Talks. So today I want to talk to you from the subject of the gift of loneliness. Most of you might wonder, how can loneliness ever work in my favor? Let's find out. When was the first time you ever felt lonely? For some of you, the lockdown experience due to COVID may have been the first time you were isolated, alone, and felt lonely. For some, it sets in whenever you find yourself alone. You don't enjoy your own company. So whether it's before corona or not, anytime you find yourself alone, you almost immediately feel lonely. Lastly, there are those that it doesn't matter whether they are alone or not, they could be surrounded by people and still feel lonely on the inside. However, do note that when somebody is alone, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're lonely. And when somebody is lonely, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're alone. Now, loneliness can be defined as a distressing experience that occurs when social relationships are perceived to be less in quantity and especially in quality than desired. There is social loneliness and emotional loneliness. According to HBR.com, social loneliness is when we don't have a confidant and we are unable to get support from peers, colleagues, family or friends. Emotional loneliness is more likely when there is a lack of intimacy in close relationships with one's romantic partners, parents or kids. Loneliness in its different forms can lead to despair and depression. So I grew up in an extended family. Altogether, I had 16 uncles and aunties. Yep, you heard that right. My mother had 10 siblings and my father had 7 siblings. So, 6 siblings, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so we were, there were 16 uncles and aunties. Now, I don't remember the last time that our house had less than 5 people inside. There was always a hustle and bustle going in and out of the kitchen. We either had somebody coming in or somebody was just leaving. And given the fact that we had barbecues on the weekends, the entire extended family will show up. So what I'm trying to say was that I was always surrounded with people. It didn't matter whether I liked it or not. But being the baby of the house in such a big household felt like the princess of the castle. I was always surrounded. With and so I got used to it. Now, fast forward, I finished my high school. And I came to Europe. And in Europe, I found my sister and my auntie. So once again, when I was in Austria, I was still surrounded with family. So the time came that I had to leave for uni. And the city that I chose to go to was Budapest. And Budapest was five hours from Salzburg, from where my family was. So when I got to university, it was kind of lonely for a moment. But, you know, I was so busy with uni. And I think... For the first few weeks, yeah, I may have been alone, but I made friends. And after I made friends, of course, I didn't feel lonely anymore. The The workload was so much, I really did not have time to feel lonely. Now, remember that loneliness is influenced by the meaning we invest into our interactions, including our perception of those interactions. For me, I sort of gain energy from social stimulus. It means that I enjoy myself in crowded live events, parties, you know, I need that social stimulation to feel energized. However, fast forward again, and I find myself on December of 2018, 
eight months pregnant and alone. So when I was eight months pregnant, okay, so I worked until I was seven months pregnant. According to the law in Austria, you have to stop working eight weeks before you give birth. So then with seven months pregnant, I had to wait until February when I was giving birth. So here comes my birthday. Here comes Christmas. Here comes New Year. And we all know December is such a family month. And so on my birthday, I was all alone. I was all alone on Christmas and my birthday <laughs> and New Year. I mean, New Year is a different story. New Year of 2018 was also something terrible happened, but I will, I'll cover that in another episode. But I say this to say I was now eight months pregnant. I found myself in the apartment. I lived alone at that time. I had not had a partner since I was two months pregnant. So there comes the emotional loneliness. My friends had actually invited me for a get-together. And the get-together happened a day before. But on this particular day, they were all spending time with their families. And so my family, okay, according to, it was also like unforeseen circumstances. I couldn't really go to Salzburg because given how heavily pregnant I was. And I also had an appointment on the, I think it was on the 3rd of January, I had my last clinical appointment. So I opted to stay and take care of that first before going back and forth. So Christmas arrived and everybody's wishing me a Merry Christmas and I'm writing to my family and everything. And I was kind of like, okay, <laughs> That day, you know, I was like, during the day, I was, oh, well, this is the holiday. Let me just put on something on Netflix or whatever and just watch and relax myself. But I think the loneliness set in during the night because I started thinking, you know, what, where I could have been, what I could have been doing. I could have been with my family. I could have been laughing with people, enjoying myself. But instead, I was on my couch, heavily pregnant, with a laptop and Netflix. And believe me when I tell you, I don't even remember what I watched on that day. Because I cried throughout that night. I cried myself to sleep. Now, if you ask me today, what exactly was hurting you? Or what made you cry? Or why? I couldn't answer you. But in that particular moment, I felt so depressed i felt like the world was ending i felt like you know it, the world needed to open up and just i could jump in because i didn't exactly learn how to enjoy my own company i had never been alone and i was forced to be alone on this day and i made a promise to myself that i would never ever spend christmas alone ever so now, true, it did happen that from that day onwards, uh, 2019, 2020, I never spent Christmas alone. As a matter of fact, last year I was at home. I spent Christmas at home. 2019, I was here. I spent Christmas with my friends, my daughter, and the baby father. So we enjoyed our time. So fast forward again to quarantine and voila, you have to be alone again for your own safety. I, so I thought to myself, oh, well, I've been through this before. But believe me, when I tell you, if thoughts could kill was a saying, but, you know, during quarantine, when you let your thoughts get to you, it would slowly kill you. 
And I've seen that here. I've seen that happen so much, like to the extent that I was reading the other day that people, there's 25% more people that are depressed now than they were before Corona. Now, in all my time during this period, I oftentimes wondered, but this is not the first time I was alone. I mean, I went to the university alone. I, I did things alone. I remember during the summer, I would spend it alone when I was when I was in Budapest, you know. I would stay there alone at home. But then I was reminded that oftentimes I wouldn't be alone for so long. I don't remember the last time that I had spent prior to my pregnancy. I don't remember the last time that I had spent a full day alone. I would oftentimes go out. I was very, very, very outgoing. And just for the sake of being around people, being with somebody, being amongst a particular company, I would be outside. So I used to go out from Monday to Monday to Sunday. <laughs> now, of course, on the weekends, we would go partying. But, you know, on the weekdays, we would usually be somewhere. And either I'm coming from the library, passing by somewhere, and then we're going home. But I had to be really, really, really tired before I could go home and just sleep. I didn't have it in me to just stay home and sleep. For me, filling the void of loneliness came with the urge to always surround myself with people, the urge to always be with somebody or call somebody over. However, for others, filling this void may be with alcohol, weed, smoking, substance abuse. It can be filled temporarily because of the high that you get from all these things. You feel like you have to drink something. You tell yourself, I can't sleep if I don't drink something. I can't function if I just don't smoke a little bit. I think too much when I don't smoke. I think too much when I don't drink. My head is burning. But then this is you. These are your thoughts. You know, have you ever sat down to think, okay, um, this, what I'm thinking is all programmed by me. Whatever goes on in my head is something that I'm allowing it to happen. And instead of looking for temporary solutions to an ongoing problem, because however dr drunk you get, you're going to wake up the next morning with a hangover. You're not going to wake up the next morning necessarily drunk. The high, the high goes two, three hours and you're no longer high anymore. The smoking, oh well, we can say the same. For others, the to fill this void, like me, they tend to surround themselves with friends. But then when you come to think about it, such behavior creates a particular character in you and it may urge you to change yourself in a way that would be befitting to those that you want to be around. So let's say, for example, you may not like clubbing, but hey, all your friends are doing it and when you stay home, you're lonely. So, oh, why not? Let me just go. There are those that are at the bar or the pubs every single day simply because they want to fill in the void that loneliness often leaves within them. They cannot sit and listen to their thoughts. Every time they attempt to do so, they run away from themselves. Lastly, there's also the issue of social media. Have you ever wondered why people with the most following are oftentimes the loneliest? Because you get acquainted so much with the gratification that comes from strangers 
that you forget how much of yourself you're losing to the real world. I mean, these are people surrounded by people who love them, who want to be there for them. But simply because they feel like there's always this urge to be more, to be likable, there's always this extra attention that they need to be able to fill the void of loneliness. Is it dangerous? They all are. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, when you smoke, it's going to be better than when you drink or when you drink, it's going to be better than when you smoke or, you know, you can surround yourself with friends and it's all good. I mean, yes, friends are a good part of our lives, but not when we are dependent on them, not when we depend on them for our own good, our own mental health. That is not friendship. That is a bondage you're creating within yourself. Lastly, there are those that fill up the void of loneliness by getting into relationships. Have you ever asked somebody, so what exactly made you decide to get into this relationship? And their answer is, well, you know, I was bored and he was there and he's been liking me. So I just decided to give him a chance. Can you imagine being bored enough to put yourself into situations where you emotionally invest yourself in people that you don't even see a future with? How much of yourself do you love? And do you love yourself enough to say, oh, well, you know what? As bored as I am, I don't think this is the right relationship, nor is this the right partner. So then you enter into a relationship and because you're there for all the wrong reasons, it may temporarily be a solution. And slowly but surely, the feeling of loneliness comes back again. You never exactly set out to solve the problem from the root. So what exactly can we do in these circumstances? What do we do when we feel like loneliness is slowly setting in? I need us to understand that loneliness comes with a feeling of restlessness, emptiness, demotivation and insomnia. When you find yourself alone and you don't feel like doing anything. Or even when you're with people but you just feel so restless. Like, ugh. I couldn't be more bothered. Now, don't confuse this with depression. I want us to be true to ourselves. Not everything or not every time that you're lonely, you're depressed. And not every time you're depressed, you're lonely. However, in this circumstance, you need to constantly remind yourself in everything that you go through that this too shall pass. Whenever you feel lonely, try as you may to challenge your reaction and how you feel when you're alone. Instead of you saying to yourself, oh, I feel so demotivated today. I'm not motivated to do anything. When you tell that to yourself, your body reacts accordingly. All your body ever does is to listen to you. Why don't you tell yourself, oh, it's such a beautiful day. I just woke up. I'm all alone. Oh, let me do something with myself today. Try to take yourself out. I know this is not our culture. Oftentimes, actually, when you say, you know, I'm going out for lunch, they'll probably ask you, with who? <laughs> With nobody. Take yourself out for lunch. Take yourself out for dinner. Cheers yourself up. Learn how to love yourself alone. Now, I'm not saying that you should dress yourself up for dinner and go to dinner and get on your phone and get on social media for the entire dinner. No. But why don't you speak to yourself? Speak to your thoughts. Look around. Look at your surroundings. Enjoy your own company. Learn to spend time with yourself. Another thing is, 
loneliness can oftentimes help with personal development. When was the last time you looked within yourself and told yourself that I need to change one, two, three things in order for me to live by my purpose? Loneliness allows you a time of reflection. For personal development, you have to look within you. You have to listen to your thoughts. You have to face them one by one, no matter how scary they are and no matter what they say. You are your own thoughts. So when you can master the way to get around them, that's when you master how not to feel lonely and instead feel empowered, feel loved and appreciated wherever you may be. Another thing is, when you're lonely, watch what you consume. When you're lonely, don't go out and listen to all the sad songs on YouTube. Don't go out and watch all the family movies that you can find on Netflix. How about you create something within you? Tap into your gift. If you draw, go on and draw. If you sing, go on and sing. Find a project that only you would be the control. Find a project that only you would innovate and create from scratch. Lastly, anytime you feel lonely, ask yourself, why? Why do I have to feel this way? Why is it that my soul is lonely? Why am I lonely? And try as you may in that moment to answer that question. And once you do, try as you may to divert those thoughts into something positive. If you tell yourself that you're lonely because you're all alone, tap into yourself and do something that only you can do. If you tell yourself you're lonely because you're surrounded by people but yet you just feel so lonely and empty in the inside, then take yourself out and try to figure out who you are. If you tell yourself that you're lonely because you miss a sense of intimacy, you miss a partner, you miss the fact that, you know, somebody would wake up in the morning and tell you how much they, you mean to them, then do that for yourself. Look in the mirror and say, I love you. Good morning. I miss you. I appreciate you. Treat yourself so well that the next person that comes into your life would see how much you mean to yourself and will value you accordingly. I'm going to leave you with this quote. Instead of you thinking of loneliness as a negative thing, it says, Loneliness adds beauty to life. It puts a special burn on sunsets and makes night air smell better. By Henry Rollins. Think of loneliness as your beauty to life. With that being said, I'll talk to you Monday. Bye-bye.